0: hello and welcome back to my readings um word of warning this will be a not safe for work one it starts out pretty good but um please keep this in mind that this is not for anyone under 18. there will be notes at the end of this so thank you and enjoy shishomaru's concubine by the hooligan p Available. On AO3. The ink spilled, staining the sleeves of the robe. A bit of sadness and anger mixes in with the black ink that spreads along the wooden panel floor. Of course, you murmur under your breath, getting up to get a wet rag. You clean your spilled ink, wondering if it was a bad omen. Be not wasteful. You chanted in your mind the words of your mother. You contemplated sending her a letter, but you figured you'd go in person and maybe bring her some fruits. I already worried her enough. This thought brings a long, drawn-out sigh. But the lectures were not something you wanted to hear. The ink was removed as you once again try and set up your writing space. Oh, mother, I know that I'm different, but men don't satisfy me. Your empty home swelled spacious to you, although you knew it was not too big of a home, but the fact that you could live on your own swelled you with pride of becoming a lady. But your tea shop had been blooming, and the words of an unmarried spinster who ran it made for an interesting gossip, that both fortunately and unfortunately had brought many curious customers to your door. I just wish people would stop. The faces of all the men and women who had opposed marriage to you had sickened the idea of a calm life. The less you wanted men, the more would come and ask for your hand, disregarding your work. You adjusted your small desk, pressing a fresh sheet of mulberry paper. Taking your brush into the wet pot of water, you began to dip your wet brush into the inkstone, stroking it gently back and forth. And mixing the blackened ink with the water, and proceeding to repeat the process until finally you had enough ink to start your poem. Worried flower quake, petals that fell by mistakes, fall you not in vain. You carefully wrote the characters, clearly making sure to keep a steady hand. The wind howled outside, but the moon shone brightly in the sky. The trees swayed and casting shadows across the wooden floor. You remember the fear of the man who had become enraged by your refusal for his marriage. Request. His name escaped you, but he was some lord or another of a different providence. You had been shaken by his anger and had been grateful for the interference of those around you. But you couldn't let that stop you, not now that you had come so far. You felt that eyes were watching you tonight. the night. Once all the words were on the paper, you placed a brush down and began to stretch, turning your head to the left and to the right, trying to see if there was truly somebody watching you. You did not see anyone in the trees. And with a yawn, the time for rest was needed. You grab the ink jar, placing a cap over it, and grabbing your brushes. Rising to your feet and turning, entering your home. Soft steps of a child could be heard making its way through the cobblestones. Under wonder what would a child be doing out so late at night? Hoping it was not an orphan or a young child left to their own devices, you quickly put the ink and the brushes by the shelves. And quickly, you walk outside trying to find the sounds of the little child walking. You start to see a figure in the distance, and there was clearly a bigger figure walking beside them. You were surprised that you couldn't hear other footsteps as well. With a little shrug, you dismiss any more questions and place a lid on your inkstone. When a strong gust of wind seized your palm taking it to the sky, you gave chase, jumping up and trying to catch it before it flies too far out of sight. Your foot slips on your robe and your foot comes down, you close your eyes, ready to steady yourself to take the fall. Your head makes contact with a soft fur, and a hand holds your arm in place. The pressure brings pain. Your eyes shoot open, and your head turns to see a glorious head of silver hair. The features were struck by the moonlight reflecting on his metallic hair. You step away, mortification humbling you for your stupidity. I'm so sorry, sir. You say with a bow, your long black hair spilling over your face. Too late for a lady like yourself to be jumping around. His voice was ice cold, adding more shame. You raised your head, and you see your paper in his hand. You couldn't make out his features, but he was clearly some form of a demon. Oh great! Now, not only do I embarrass myself, but I managed to make sure it's a demon. Now if he kills me, it's no one's fault my own. Is this yours, human? he asked. You could see his golden eyes reading the poem. The wind picked up again, and the strains of your long hair fluttered about, his cold gaze turned on to you. But your eyes wandered on the markings of his face. Crescent purple moon on his forehead, the lines of crimson red that marked his delicate face. The aristocratic expression that seemed to have been carved from marble. His scent of earth that full blooms and entrances you. He speaks human, or are you daft? You turn to see a small imp-like demon. Disgust and anger flooded you. What an indignant fool. I'm not daft, you imp. You could spit venom, you would. You turned to look back at the beautiful demon. Yes, it's my poem, sir. His lips curled slightly to give you what you concluded. His interpretation of a smile? But his face fell immediately back to its cold positioning. It's not a bad haiku. It's written quite well. A smile graces your lips. It was nice to hear someone appreciate your work. Though you had so many of your poetry compliments were always made you feel well pleased. You may have it as my thanks, you say. He steps closer and you could feel his eyes inspecting you. The fear of him possibly devouring you ticked in the back of your mind. He was not at all, but height was not needed as he was ethereally beautiful, to hide the fact that he was a predator, a devourer of men and women. Shivers, tingles, Spread throughout your hands and legs. His eyes wandered from your painted lips to your neckline and down to the swell of your chest. The urge to open your red slick robe and caduce dress and jump into his arms. His long hands with sharp, long nails reached out to you. You flinched, shutting your eyes. Your lashes fluttered. You see him twirling a strand of your black hair between his fingers. Do you fear me?" His golden eyes stared into you. You could turn your head ashamed of your fear and your lust. His eyes intoxicating, his fragrance like sake freshly brewed. Oh, mother, what have I done? What, what, what should I even do now? If I lie, he may kill me, if I tell him I'm scared, he might get offended, and he might kill me. A little, you whisper. How strange, he says, his face now itches from yours. You could feel the spikes on his arm and shoulder on your robe. The paper moved back and forth in his hand. How dare you speak like that, the little green ump shouted. Jagen leave, the demon says. Y- yes, Lord Shishomaru. Jakin looks shocked, but he bows and flies away. The silver-haired demon's hands touches the delicate skin of your cheeks, and you brace for a smack, but he gently turns your head to face him. It must be hard to be so weak. But I do not feel that that is the whole truth, is it? You catch a glimpse of his pointed fangs, when his pulling between your legs, his nostrils flare, and his grip around your face tightens, squishing. Your lips create a small pout. Pretty little flower you are, His thumb passes through your lips. Red paint smears on his fingers. Tell me now, human. Why is it that you smell like lust? Heat rises to your face. Your body tingles all over. You rub your thighs together. The fabric of your kusose stimulates your heart and nipples. His hand travels down your neck. His eyes resting between your skull and your neck, pulling your face up. His face between, as he inhales deeply, his nose rubbing against your skin, pulling him mole from your lips. Would you like some sake? you blurred. A low chuckle came from him, making your body quake with need. He pulled away. Yes, I would like some human. It's Wyan. you said with a bow. If I may know your name, sir, you ask. Wyan. He tasted your name on his tongue. You may call me Lord Shishonguru. He said with a small head bow. Please, uh, follow me, Lord Shishunguru. Taking a chance, you gazed up to see his face as hard stone. Trying to walk into your house, but it didn't sound like he was following you, but you just kept walking. What am I thinking? Please, come in, you bow. You can see that his feet did not touch the ground. But his body was just levitating. His grace and elegance made you feel like a lowly human. No wonder he didn't really smile. It would be a waste. Rose and watched him make himself comfortable. this was part one um there will be a part two uh please be aware that part two will be a lot more sexually implicit. Like no just it's definitely going to be more sexual than this one was um and i hope you enjoy of course the original is on AO3 and will be linked down below thank you for joining me